Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome into Brewcast from Mason Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Here with you on Tuesday night, June 7th, headed into two, Wednesday, June 8th. And boy, do we got a special one here as the gang is back together welcoming on for the first time in over a year, both Chris Castellani and Anthony Broom. Man, it feels good to be back with you guys. How are we doing, fellas, man? Good to see you, boys. Well, I had to jump back on because my residuals have been coming through. So I decided to <laughs> jump on board and see what's going on with that. I mean, what, what just the, the operation slowed down. What's going on over there? I'm 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 upset now because uh, residuals. This is new to me, Anthony. Yeah. It was I, it was I, apparently I was unfamiliar with this for for the three years which I was working there. No, dude, this is awesome. I mean, this is such a this is such a cool thing, and I I'm happy that we're able to do it now because I think we all remember. The summer months, the the post basketball season. Uh, are we doing Mount Rushmores? What are we talking about? <laughs> we had a year in which the world stopped for about five months. That was wonderful, and then we had four months after that, in which we wish the world would have stopped because we had to watch Michigan football in 2020. And now we found our way back here, uh, doing this uh, for. I'm not going to say one more go around because I'm sure we'll find our way back. But uh, this will uh, th- this will definitely be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I had I did, I just wanted to catch up with you guys, man. I'm sure the listeners did as well, and that's the thing. I think it's it's been just a little over a year now, Chris, since we had our our final 
uh, farewell here on yeah. uh, on Brewcast, man. And I, it, I, I I I blubbered my way through that one. That was man. That was a uh, <laughs> that was a tough show. It was a great show, but it was a tough one, no question about it. Yeah. Um, but so how's it been, man? Is since uh, since going to Barstool, how how's it all been this this last year plus for you? Um, professionally, it's been the single greatest ride of my life ever. Um, the amount of pinch me, I must be dreaming moments are a plenty. Um, I, I mean, truly it's one thing uh, that I love about working at Barstool is that they preach honesty all the time. Um, and one of the thing, and that makes me happy because I can say in all honesty, I've, truly enjoyed my time there. I enjoy being around the people. I enjoy the atmosphere. I enjoy going to HQ. I enjoy playing trivia. I enjoy doing the show that I do. I mean, it's been a, an absolutely incredible journey with some uh, incredible people. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be where I'm at. It's, it's, it's been a trip, man. It's been really insane. Yeah. I, I mean, it's been, it's been awesome to see everything happen, you know, over, over the last year, just everything kind of fallen into place and yeah it's it it just continues to grow man and that's it's awesome to see thank you man yeah and then of course so after you left uh me and anthony we were we were still here for a while we we had a few months uh we we had to get through those summer months anthony that chris talked about and then uh we had a pretty good michigan football season going for a while then you left i think to go to on three in october was it anthony yeah, so technically speaking, it was I left to go to the Wolverine, which is where I still am. And at the time, we were still on the Rivals Network. So I wrote on Rivals for a month or so, and then those sites transitioned over and, and we moved to On3, and that's where it's been ever since. It has uh, – it's time has flown by. I mean, last season flew by. Uh, to change jobs mid-season is not something that I ever expected to do. It's just sometimes opportunity comes a knocking and and you go with your gut. And to be frank with you, I think I had kind of taken maize and brew as far as I could personally take it. So uh, to have the opportunity to, you know, it's been different, right? Because I jump into this, it's always been important to me to have an authentic voice inside, you know, our own market, which who knows, maybe that leads to something bigger someday. But at the time it was like, you know, I just wanted to be, uh, wanted to do stuff that people gravitated to and respected. And uh, the opportunity, you know, there was a couple opportunities on the table. The one with on three was just to me a no brainer. And, but it was a weird dynamic because you go from running a site for seven or eight years to, I don't want to say I'm just a cog in the machine over there, but that is a, I mean, the Wolverine has been around for 30 some odd years. The magazine has been around for probably as long as that the website has been around for, you know, over two decades. So to jump into that and not, you know, go from being the big fish in the small pond, so to speak, to kind of being just a, a fish in the Atlantic ocean is how I feel (laughs) uh, sometimes it was, it's been a big adjustment, but it has been, uh, you know, I've learned a lot about, you know, I feel like I've gotten better as a writer. I feel like I've gotten better in, in terms of um, analysis. I can't just come onto a podcast every week and start screaming <laughs> and, and yelling my face off. So it's it's been a lot of work, but to see my name in print now, which is a new thing, uh, has been pretty awesome. We're working on our football preview magazine right now, which nice. is the first one that I'll be a part of, which is, it's a lot of work. I mean, I haven't 
put this much work and research into a project since oh. since I was at CMU. Uh, but it's it's incredibly rewarding, and and it's what it's really going to do is, for at least from my perspective, I mean, when we get to the fall, I'm going to know I'm going to be rattling off as much knowledge about this football team or knowledge or stupidity, whatever it is, uh, based on all the stuff I've learned than than I ever have. So. It's been great. That's been the long and the short of what I've been up to the last year or so. You, you want to know? Whatever. You want to know what I've thought about uh, a couple of times that that kind of sucks. I felt like we deserved us three as a show. We deserved a show after beating Michigan, beating Ohio State, man, because we. I mean, we deserved to have a show that was the exact opposite of the 2018 show. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That was the first one that came to mind. You guys were the first two people that came to mind when that happened, which is that that was, I would say, in terms of content, I, I think, Anthony, I remember you saying that was one of our, one of our more popular shows uh, because you have the Buckeye fans who, ser- who actively search out the Michigan fans' reaction to a loss like that. But that was, uh, it, it, the content itself was fine because we were justifiably angry, and I felt like despite our anger, we handled ourselves with, you know, legitimate class i mean we weren't completely Mm -hmm. crazy just mildly crazy but i would say that was the most painful podcast we ever no question because i think all of us i was per usual probably the most trepidatious of the three of us but i think all of us came into that game being like we the only way this team loses is if they just play a bad game none of us saw disaster none of us saw because really i I haven't actively searched out this game. Like, why would I? But every so often you see it on the, you know, it'll be on at the gym on Big Ten Network or something like that. And just the feeling I think we all collectively got in the pits of our stomach when Ohio State just drove right down the field on the first drive with crossing pattern after crossing pattern. I'm like, this ain't going to go well. And that feeling carried over for the next three years to a point where I've gone back uh, pretty much daily and watch the highlights from last year's Ohio state game. Right. And going back and watching it, uh, it was done. They could not stop the run. And yet what at the time I remember watching it being like, don't screw this up. <laughs> We're a fumble away. We're a pick away, a turnover away, a blocked punt. And um, it was, it was amazing going back and watching that game and realizing it was never actually as close as I thought it was. So, yeah, I mean, that's why that was the first thing I did was I called you guys and it's like, yeah, that would, that was obviously post, especially for Anthony after that happened, probably one of the busiest weeks he's ever had, you know, <laughs> writing, writing, writing about that being like, cause you in fairness, and, and this all, all reveal a secret here. It was you Luke who texted us. Cause we still have the group chat going saying something about this feels different. Mm. And I was, I was, I appreciated the sentiment, but I was not buying in. Like, don't do this. I'm not. I'm not going and, and acting like this is going to end up any differently than how things have ended up since 2011. But yeah, I think that that team and that game in particular remembered as the one that really did break the mold. They came out in that game with such confidence. Um, top three. It, it's it's intertwined with the indie game as well. Top three sports memory ever, just like what we were able to go through and experience with that team. And there's something special about it being a team that really none of us thought would be the one. I mean, we thought this team could be, 18 could be, even 19. This one mm-hmm. out of nowhere with the kind, the caliber of player and personnel they had, it'll be special forever. Yeah. Well, 
Well, part of the thing with that team too, is that I think a lot of the discourse leading up to the year and, and Luke, I remember those shows we did where we were doing record predictions. And I believe we've said eight and four, nine and three, whatever it was. Yeah. And there was that Washington fan that came out and said that Washington was going to beat the brakes off Michigan. And, and, you know, I remember all that stuff. Uh, I think, you know, going back to what the preseason discourse was, I think we were just kind of hoping they'd win eight or nine games, mm-hmm, get the yeah. culture back to where it needed to be. Maybe because you've lost a few games in there, you throw JJ in there, you have a springboard into this year with this year being the year. So last year, what happened? I mean, what it allowed them to do is go out there. They had their cake. They were able to eat their cake or sorry, have their cake and eat it too. In right. terms of let's rebuild the culture. Let's get things back on the right track, but let's also get a couple wins on the road, you know, close out Nebraska, beat the hell out of Wisconsin. Um, you know, the Michigan state game didn't go their way, but you know, win a road game at Penn state, take care of Ohio state, win a big 10 championship. There were so many narratives that were knocked off that last year that, I mean, it was, and it doesn't, un, it doesn't undo what came before it. And it doesn't undo a lot of the negative things that the three of us would say on a Monday evening. Um, you know, I'll, I still look back on, the podcast post Michigan state during the COVID year is probably the lowest moment. Um, yeah, I would, the Ohio state game, I think was probably more devastating way more. Yeah. yeah. 20, Ohio 2018 state, Ohio state was more devastating. No question. But Ohio state was great that year. It wasn't like we lost like, you know, Dwayne Haskins, obviously rest in peace, lit it up and lit it up all. Right. Like, I don't think any of us thought that that was some sort of guarantee. Michigan's going to walk into Columbus and steamroll. And we thought it would be competitive mm-hmm. that game especially in the aftermath of what Michigan state did that season. Yeah. I mean, that is it, the, that's the worst loss of the Harbaugh era. I mean, I think really, I, I still, people like, you know, quote tweet us as, you know, uh, uh, with the takes and, and shit like that. But honestly, like if they would have fired them after that game, I would not, I it, would have completely understood the decision. That yeah. was, that was the, the lone time. I think I ever said that, you know, I've, yeah. I, you know, I haven't, I haven't been big on the, the fire Harbaugh train, but I said that Michigan state laws was a fireable offense. And, and I will, I will stand by that. There's no question about it. That it was, it was that bad, but I mean, we talked about it through all the years is that we, we, we always gave Harbaugh credit, man. He was willing to adjust. He went and he, he kind of revamped the whole staff and everything like that. And last year it was, uh, it, it was definitely worth it. I didn't get to meet up with you guys, unfortunately, down in Indy, man. I didn't pull the trigger fast enough on some of those tickets, but you guys went down, man. You know, we had talked about it for years. What was it like down there for, for that weekend? You, you want to take it broom or do you want <laughs> I mean, there's a couple of different ways we could go with this. Um, <laughs> the long and the short of it was it was incredible. I mean, I've been waiting for a St. Elmo's shrimp cocktail for, you know, since there's been a Big Ten championship game in, in Indianapolis. I've wanted to have that meal. I've wanted to, you know, run into people that we've been, you know, family, friends, friends, former players that we've that we've covered in the past. I wanted to see them on the streets of Indy and to, to do all of that. And um, like I said, it's, it, it's just a blur because really what that whole, it really was the process of that. It's really just a two week thing because Ohio state week to, you know, being in Schembechler hall that next morning or the next, you know, whatever it was noon when they released the playoff rankings, that's all a blur because I don't know if, I don't know if I've told you guys this before, but when after that, well, Chris knows because he was in the car with us on the way back, but we didn't leave the stadium 
Lucas Oil, that is, until about two o'clock in the morning. And that was after we found out that media was going to have to be back in Ann Arbor by noon to be there for like the playoff show and all that stuff. So basically what it boiled down to is for as long of a week as that already was, then it was, okay, we need to knock out a couple hours of work when we get back to the hotel, probably not go to bed till around four, four 30, get a couple hours of sleep, wake up at six, six 30 shower pack and hit the road, be back in <laughs> Arbor by noon. It was, uh, it was insane. So the few weeks of reprieve that followed that, I mean, I don't want to say it felt like it was the, like whatever happened after that, like, obviously you would have loved to see them beat Georgia, be competitive against Georgia, but that really yeah. did feel like once I got home from that extravaganza, it was like, okay, whatever happens from here is, is what it is because I've aged like a U.S. president the last two weeks. <laughs> so, dude, I, I man, I, it's a perfect way to put it because we, uh, uh, it, the, I mean, the short of it is Indy at just as a city rules, it's clean. It's pro- like I love Detroit. We got a long ways to go before Detroit's playing that game. Like I, I, I would be content with Indy playing that game for the next twenty years. Really, I mean, walking into Lucas Oil, just like, forgetting the city for a second, you just, that feels like where a championship game is played. Like it's just it has that kind of environment. It has it's the palatial. Setup. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a cathedral. Um, the weekend itself, uh, you know, we got there Thursday, and then we did you know the shrimp cocktail. We did St. Elmo's Friday. <laughs> I'll leave out many details here. <laughs> Got got a little bit crazier than I expected it to. And then we woke up. I woke up Saturday morning and I'm like, dude, like we got a game to play tonight. Like I got to recover. <laughs> if it had been a noon kickoff, we'd have all been in trouble that oh. day. <laughs> I, I might not have made it. I might, I might have been having to watching it from the, you know, the, the days in or wherever we were at, uh, at, uh, in Indianapolis. No, but beyond that, what the other thing people forget too, is that was the day Michigan basketball played San Diego state. Um, in, uh, in that game, that was the, uh, well, I would say Frankie Collins breakout game, but you know, we, we know what happened there, but I remember that was like, they were really struggling, but we went to a bar, we watched that. And then, um, you know, we ended up going to the game and, uh, shout out credit to Chris Ballas because my phone was about to die and I could not for, I think because Indy was so overwhelmed by the, like the, the service. I could not get an Uber, and part of it was like one o'clock in the morning, so nobody would get there. <laughs> so Ballas had to come rescue me at uh, uh, Dick's Last Resort, which is a a, a uh, restaurant in Indy. And then yeah, we got like four hours of sleep. But I mean, there was um, there was obviously moments for sure afterwards because I know Anthony was tired. Anthony was tired, but Anthony, you would still have, I think, it, if not a podcast, I think at least a, 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 a article you had to write. And um, the one thing I don't think I've even told you, Anthony, is obviously I'm, I'm co-hosting Lights, Camera, Barstool now. And Jeff Lowe texted me at about 1230 in the morning being like, I need you to watch The Power of the Dog before 2 p.m. tomorrow. And I love, Je- I, I love Jeff and I love Ken Jack, but internally I'm like, the last thing on my mind right now is watching Power of the Dog. Like, you know, Cumberbatch <laughs> is great, but I am not completely invested at this point. So I didn't tell you this. I watched it on my phone <laughs> as Ballas was driving us uh, back to uh, the hotel where we were. So, I mean, overall, I mean, one of those like all time great weekends and all time great experiences. And uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's a weird thing. Cause I, uh, the Georgia game obviously was a mess and embarrassing. Yeah. They should have played better, but I don't, I don't know. I don't hold anything about that season in a negative light. 
It's very comparable to me to the 2018 Michigan basketball run where they lost to Villanova. And it's like, Dude, that Villanova team was nails, dude. Mm-hmm. It's I don't I don't care how many times you play that game. It's like one of the be, like best college basketball teams of recent memory. Look at this run they took us on, uh, and the fact that we were able to experience it. Because really, I mean, I, pre Barstool, there's no way I'm going to Indy. Like, there's no way I'm, I'm I'm dishing out the money to do that and be able or to be able to do that. So the fact that it happened at all, and to see people rallying the way they did and uh, as excited as they were. It's an all-time Michigan uh, football, Michigan sports moment. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable, man! And, and I'm, I feel the same way you guys do about Georgia. And I, I think the, I, I, I don't know if the time off has something to do with it too, right? Like it's a couple weeks since you last played in the Big Ten championship game. You know, it, it was pretty close to a full month, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was what December, December third. Like, what, was it that? I, I thought it was, yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, and then they didn't play until de- December thirty first. I mean, that's that's pretty much a yeah. full month, you know. And I and I think that has a lot to do with it. There's a lot of hoopla in there, you know. Obviously, Aiden Hutchinson going to New York for the Heisman Trophy ceremony and everything like that. Like, it's I, I feel like that could be something that college football, you know, could address because by that time, whatever happened in that Georgia game, like I was pumped for it that day, you know, on New Year's Eve and everything like that but nothing quite like I was November 27th or, or that Big Ten championship mm-hmm. game day, you know? I think it was it was one of those instances, and I hope this changes one day, but it was one of those instances where it's like, all right, whatever happens after this, this is gravy. Now, you would have wanted them to be more competitive, but truly, I, I remember watching that game. I was watching that because that was when I was in uh, New York at the time for uh, New Year's Eve, and the first play, Georgia railed off eight yards on a run play, and we're just like, uh-oh. Yeah, they're in it. They're in it. Yeah, like they, they, it's just I, I it was that's another example where I think the loss to Alabama really kind of shook people's opinions. Mm-hmm. But that that defense, I there there was no way. There was no way. It was there there's NFL players all across the field. Uh, Michigan played a bad game. They did. I mean, they they didn't execute offensively at all. But uh, that's that's one of the best college football teams ever. And so I mean, there was no uh, there was no real like you know sadness towards it, other than the fact that we weren't going to get another opportunity to watch him play. Yeah, and to uh, hope this isn't copyright infringement here, I'll say this: oh. if uh, hey hey, hey, hey. talk about residuals, yeah. text in the go. mail, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think if Michigan and Georgia had played that next week, and I'm not saying like not that Michigan would win, I think that would have been a much more competitive game because. Mm-hmm. Michigan was hot. I think yeah. Georgia was shell shocked uh, by getting basically torn torn to pieces by by Bryce Young and Jamison Williams. Um, it was pretty apparent early on in that game where things were headed. And and mm-hmm. I want to say this because I know we're getting into the summer and the quarterback battle discourse has started to heat up. Michigan did not lose that game because of Caden McNamara. No. They didn't lose it because JJ McCarthy didn't play sooner. They didn't really even lose it because they weren't ready to play. That was a better football team. And 100%. It was one of the greatest defenses of all time in college football history. Yeah. yeah. The best, what, what the Joe Moore award winning people said was the best offensive line in college football got its brains beaten in by maybe the best defensive line in college football history. I, I mean, it's Jordan Davis, Trayvon Walker, um, Devonte Wyatt. Those guys are insane. Insane. Yeah. You just mentioned and, and, three first round picks right there. Yeah. yeah. Yep, and Nicobe Dean should have been a first round pick, but yeah, there was that Quay one Walker think, went in the first round too. You know, he was the first overall pick, so it's uh, it was one of those things where 
when you see Nicobe Dean run down, I think it was Blake, Blake Corum, Corum yep. like from the other side of the field. Right. Was, yeah. It's just <laughs> like, I, I know where this is heading. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be the Molly whopping that, that people made fun of Michigan state for, and that people have made fun of Washington for like, that's just the talent gap. So right. again, I, I think the 2018 comparison to Michigan hoops, I think it's pretty apt. Like you just ran into a buzzsaw. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, I don't think it, what it, what it did serve though, is like, I think Michigan as a program, I think it proved that like having the aspirations to beat Ohio state, go to Indianapolis, get to the college football playoff. Like that's never, to me, that's never been like asking for some pie in the sky scenario, but what it serves as is once you get there, it's like a progress report of, okay, you need to do, these things, these things, these things, you need to look like this. You need to um, athletically be this. It, it was benchmarks that you have to hit to get to that Georgia point. And I think it, you know, Michigan right now is in a good spot where I think they can sort of build to that, like maybe not be one of the best teams in college football history, but you know, if these next couple of recruiting classes develop the way, I think that you can kind of see the archetypes of guys they are looking at. Like I, I last year doesn't have to be like, we're talking about it like it was some dream season. And in a lot of ways it was, but uh, when Jim Harbaugh said it, it feels like it's the beginning of something. I, that's something that I, I share that opinion. Well, I feel like yeah. the offense should be probably even more explosive this year, even though Michigan was what top two or top three in explosive plays last season. You know, I mean the speed coming back, all the receivers, plus you bring back Ronnie Bell, Donovan Edwards with, with another year to develop. Blake Corum's going to be, you know, healthy at least to, to begin the year and hopefully stay healthy all year, you know, I mean, dude, this and you and you bring in an all-American center to to fill a fill a gap on the offensive yeah. line, man. I mean, I, I got some. I, I I do have high expectations for the offense. You know, obviously the the defense going to be a question mark, but that did it felt felt like a springboard into into a lot of hype here this summer. And, and and I don't really think I think right now expectations are relatively reasonable. I think they've bought themselves some good time here. If they, if they go eleven and two this year with a loss to Ohio State and they don't go to Indy, I don't. Well, there, there always will be, right. but I think a majority of the fan base will say, okay, you, you got your one last year. You're still good. You still have people coming back. You could still build off of this. I think that it's ironic. Cause I just made the 2018 basketball comparison, but my hope is that we look back on last year's football team as the football equivalent of the Trey Burke team where, you know, Look at it. I, I love that right. picture, by the way, everyone it's, listening yeah. can't see it, but it's the Kansas shot and it's amazing. Yeah. But but the reason that, that why that team was so special is that it wasn't a fluke run. Beeline sustained it, and they went to the Elite Eight the next year, and they went to the National Championship five years later, and they went to a ton of Sweet 16s and Big Ten Championships, Big Ten Tournament Championships. My hope is that we look at the 2021 football team as the one that really broke the mold and led to this really fruitful era of uh, Michigan football. And, dude, it's, it's not going to get any easier. Last year was incredible. Ohio State's not going anywhere. I hate to break it to people. No, like they're they're they're, they're going to be insanely good this year. They're going to be hungry this year too. I mean, they are going to be mad. Anthony's brought it up many times. I think he's right. Uh, one of the biggest losses to this team, uh, you know, outside of just regular like players on the team, um, Mike McDonald's defensive scheme last season against Ohio State was a stroke of genius and you know, is mentor a guy who's going to be capable of drawing up a game plan like that again. And even beyond that, Ohio state is, especially after that game, they're never going to be as weak on the front seven as they were uh, a year ago. So if the offense uh, opens up, 
um, whether it's JJ or Cade and you have the skill position players you have, you could create uh, more special memories, but um, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna continue to be difficult every single year. I, I just hope we didn't sacrifice uh, Michigan hoops, you know, like that was, that was the joke going around last year. You know, it was, it was one of those hypotheticals. Would you trade uh, beating Ohio state in a big 10 championship for, uh, you know, uh, Michigan basketball missing the tournament, but they ultimately didn't. And, and I just saw a tweet yesterday and it stumbled upon after Michigan's uh, horrid loss uh, in the, the baseball regional uh couple days ago or yesterday I should say yeah. uh no big 10 team with uh with Maryland going down uh as well no big 10 team in the four major sports made it further than Michigan here this year in the postseason it's kind of remarkable uh when you think about that I think that we take I've, I've talked about this in my show as well where we live in this existence where it's championship be the last team standing yeah. or bust and when you really think about it that's fandom is so bizarre where what percentage of teams that you root for are the, are the last team standing at the end of the we've been alive. We, we talk about our fandoms. Um, I guess you could include the Red Wings teams, right? So that's, there's a few there. Pistons once. Yep. That's it. But so like, it's so hard, especially in college sports, given the system that exists in college football right now, just to be there. And just to just to be able to fight for that spot and the fact that, yeah, of course, like I, I wanted to beat Georgia. We all did. I wanted to beat Villanova. I wanted to beat, you know, a, a Louisville team in 2013 that, you know, was openly cheating and, and ended up yeah. getting popped for it. But um, at the same time, uh, being able to get to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament, being able to get to Indy, being able to get to the playoff, like that stuff is exciting. I, I think that there's a trade off there where there's certain teams like, the Miami Marlins, who have made the playoffs three times in their existence, won the World Series twice, and every other year they've been terrible. I don't think that's that fun, actually, because I, I just don't feel like the, the build up the chase is a, as exciting because it's like, oh, they're good this year. I guess I'll watch them. Oh, they won. Okay. And then they got the team the next year. Mm-hmm. I think that is a, a kind of a remarkable thing that Michigan has built a brand and a program in multiple sports that is there that is competing for stuff every single year that's fighting for something. And they've come up short last year's basketball team, man, we would have had some good podcasts with that team last year, <laughs> with the amount of stuff that went down. They were somehow able to salvage it. Cause that year was a disaster yep. until the first weekend of March. And yet like, and yet you get to the second weekend and lost the game. You probably could have easily won if you would have made a few jump shots. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's enjoyable. It's what, what would that, what would that podcast have been like after the Indiana big 10 tournament game been like, Oh, you see, I thought you were going to ask about after the slap because that was, oh, that was, um, that was, that would have also been an all timer. No question that, about because it. That was in, in fact, you could, I don't know if it still exists, but Anthony and I hopped on Twitter spaces a- after that. Um, and it will, oh, man, tell you what, you talk about people having strong opinions. Um, and it's, it's weird <laughs> the, the way that. Like, My you know, opinion. not to interrupt, but you mean like uh, that Jawan Howard should go to jail for assault? <laughs> yes. That, uh, you literally took the words out of my mouth where it's like that got to a point where it's like, OK, maybe um, maybe ease up a little bit on this. Like maybe it's not a national news story the way people think. But no, I mean, I think that uh, ultimately. Yeah, no, you're right. The Indiana loss was excruciating. I think that what we've learned over these last two years, I mean, the 2021 team was loaded. Is that like. College basketball is the strangest sport in existence because college football, 
you got to play every game and you got to try to win every mm-hmm. game. Like Michigan beating Ohio State was every bit as important as them beating Rutgers because if you would have slipped up in one of those games, you don't get to Indy. You don't get to the Big Ten uh, championship and you don't uh, get to the playoff. It, it really is amazing that this Michigan basketball team last year that had these insane expectations um, that fell short of their expectations through 95% of the season ended up making it farther than well, along with Purdue, who ended up losing to a 15 seed, farther than any other team in their conference. Like that's it's a, a bizarre it's bizarre how that works where there's no more meaningless regular season in college basketball. Yeah, uh, it's and I've also learned to not take anything for granted, right? Like like that Michigan basketball season, you, you go in with all these expectations, and it like if Michigan football did stumbled eight wins or, or whatever last year. Be like, oh, we still got Michigan basketball. You know, you know this, is a, this is a preseason right. top seven, you know, like like we're going to be good. And then, boom, that's why even, even with like football this year, I'm going in with some expectations. But it's like I, I can't say for sure that anything good is going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it it's crazy, you know, the, the ebbs and flows of it all. And that's kind of – that's a big lesson I feel like I learned in, in 2021 that it just – just try to appreciate them, you know, every every single win. And that's what I tried to do in football because until the week happened of Ohio State, like leading up to that week when I when I did text you guys, I was like, I, I do feel this is different. I had no dreams of grandeur that Michigan was going to yeah. win that football game. And I was like, I'm just going to enjoy every one of these games. I enjoyed the hell out of that Penn State game when they came back and won, you know, just for just for that, you know, to, to just live in the moment and enjoy that. And then obviously they, they go out and do what they do. But that's that's kind of one thing that I was like, I'm just going to try and sit back, especially after the Michigan State loss. I think that's when I really did it as well. Like I, I'm, I'm done looking down the road. Just I'm taking this one game at a time. Well, and I think that's the right way to approach it too. I mean, that's in a lot of ways, that's how last year was. I mean, they yeah. were a, they were a junior Colson fumble recovery away last year from maybe losing to Rutgers or yeah. not putting a drive together at the end of the Nebraska game from losing at Nebraska or what have you on the flip side, you were, you know, maybe a missed call here or there away from beating Michigan state. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's really hard to do what they did last year. And there could be some of those, some of those things that went in their direction last year, like maybe that hurts you at Iowa this year, or you lose to Michigan state or Penn state. I'm not speaking to Willis into existence, but it's just, you know, college football, one, every game that you play is the biggest game on your schedule, Mm -hmm. because if you drop it, there's a good chance your season's over. Um, Now that wasn't the case for Michigan last year because you lost to Michigan state. It ultimately didn't matter because you took care of business against Ohio state, but Recent history has suggested that losing that Michigan State game meant you were screwed because of what had usually happened against Ohio State. So it's just you take it one game at a time. You enjoy the ride for what it is. You know, no matter which way it goes, you know, bringing it full circle with this year's team. Let's say they slip back to 10 and 2, 9 and 3. I think 8 and 4 to me is the absolute floor when you look at what their schedule is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a lot of guys from this, this team that come back for next year. And Michigan fans get tired of the wait till next year stuff. But when you look at it from a, a health of the program standpoint, it, it's pretty remarkable to me that they were able to get their mojo back in just that one season. And now we're talking about them playing for Big Ten championships again when, you know, just even earlier this offseason, you were facing the 
the reality that your head coach might not be here anymore. And it was different circumstances for that in 2020. Um, but yeah, it's just enjoy the ride. And no matter what happens, I mean, that block M is not going anywhere and those players aren't going anywhere. So you may as well just ride it out and see what happens. Cause you're, you're not going anywhere else. I don't think so. Yeah, man, and I don't know where I was going with that. By the way, I, I mean, kind of trail I, mean, I liked that. Yeah. Like I liked, old times, that was a good like message. Yeah, sick. no, that was a good message. I liked that, you know. Uh, but before we wrap this thing up, I want to know what is going on with you guys here. Uh, in, in you know, for for this week, for the summer months, you know, what what are you guys going, Anthony? I know you talked about it. You got the big preview magazine that's going to be coming out. When are when are we going to be expecting this? Okay, so. Um, this is the loaded question. This is like when you go to family dinner and people ask like when grandkids are coming <laughs> yeah. or things. No, no. Um, deadline. <laughs> uh, our dead, our, our deadline to get our copy in is I believe the 17th. Uh, we go to print sometime around the 27th. I want to say, and it will be, uh, it will be in newsstand or on newsstands and in mailboxes, hopefully sometime early in July. So, to give the sales pitch on it, I mean, if you go to the website right now, uh, the WolverineOnDemand.com, uh, you have until June 27th, I believe the date is, to order and get shipping for free. So it's 160 full-color pages. We've got features with players, with coaches, uh, with um, you know a full Big, Big Ten preview. That's what I'm working on right now. I'm going through the Big Ten predicting uh, standings. You know, ranking players, things like that. I mean, it's 160 pages. And again, I'm going to make the sales pitch here. There is, there is no disrespect to Mason Brew, by the way. Uh, there is nobody in this market that will have this team covered better than ours will because we just spent months putting this thing together. So, um, yeah, be sure to check that out. WolverineOnDemand.com. That's going to be coming some on the pipe. Uh, hopefully, you'll have it before. Uh, I can't make any promises, but. Uh, sometime in early July. So 160 pages, plenty of stuff in there. It's as deep of a dive as you'll get uh, on this football team. And uh, yeah, that's where that's going. Damn, I'm looking forward to that, man. And then Chris, obviously you got a lot going on right now. You got a couple of shows uh, that, that you're doing. Give us give us a rundown. What's the schedule um, looking like for you? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll keep it quick. Obviously, at Castellani2014 on Twitter. Host of All Say This, uh, co-host, third chair on um, Lights, Camera, Barstool. And uh, every Monday, co-hosting Money Shots with uh, Megan and Kelly, which is a, a gig that I really enjoy doing as well. But uh, beyond that, uh, this is uh, promoting this, this birthday week. And uh, I don't, I, I'm, I'm maybe, I feel like I'm getting older. I don't really give a shit about birthdays anymore. <laughs> I mean, well, whatever. It's another, it's another day of life. But I want to do something good with it. Uh, my pin tweet on my profile right now is uh, a link to the Freddie the Pizza Man Foundation. We're going to be promoting that all week. I know uh, Freddie is a uh, family friend of uh, anthony's as well uh setting up trying to set up sensory rooms uh all across the uh state of michigan in schools with the uh main uh, uh hope of helping out uh children with autism the link to where to donate as well as more information is on a uh, three tweet thread on my profile right now like i said at castellani 2014 and yeah you'll see my ass popping up like poxitani phil every so often on a few <laughs> other barstool short uh barstool sports shows so yeah i mean follow me on those platforms but even beyond that you know i i appreciate the audience i have uh go out and donate do what you can if you have any the opportunity uh whatever you can donate that will uh we'll be running through probably this week and then uh we'll go from there so if, if you can help much appreciated 
Man, boys, I, I, this has been a blast. I, I can't even yeah. put it into words, man. It's been, it's been great seeing you guys. It's been great talking to you, fellas. I really appreciate you coming on here uh, this week. It's, it felt like old times, man. I, I love talking to you guys and keep, keep up the great work because you guys are doing fantastic, fantastic things. Well, likewise, you, you're doing great as well, my friend, and, and we miss you and the chance to sit down and re, re uh, collaborate with you was. Uh, God, where did the time go? I mean, yeah, it just no flew by so quickly. So uh, maybe it'll maybe it'll have to happen sooner again. Uh, wink, wink, nod, nod. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys, uh, like I said, uh, really appreciate it, and we'll be on the lookout for all your stuff. That is Anthony Broom and Chris Castellani. Again, can't thank them enough for Anthony and Chris. I'm Luke Yardy, and we'll see you next week on Brewcast.